Hey, Leading Learning listener, if you represent a membership organization looking for ways to expand your online course catalog rapidly with high quality content, we have good news. At leadinglearning.com AMA, you can find out how to make online training from the American Management Association available to your learners. Through a partnership between AMA and Tagoras, the parent company of Leading Learning, you can give your learners access to more than 70 e-learning modules covering essential business topics ranging from leading and innovating, to managing projects effectively, to working in hybrid teams. For details on how to grow your catalog with courses from a true global leader in management training, visit leadinglearning.com AMA. If you're a leader, or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb, and this is the Leading Learning Podcast. We're back with episode two of the Leading Learning Podcast, and this time you're in for a treat. It's not just uh, Jeff and me. Jeff, I know you had a chance to talk with Cheryl Ronk, who's the CEO of the Michigan Society of Association Executives. I did, and I think folks are really going to enjoy listening to Cheryl. I had the good fortune to meet her uh, a little while back when I was speaking, uh, keynoting for the um, MSAE annual meeting, and um, I found out about some of what they're up to there in terms of thinking about learning. Uh, got a sense for Cheryl as a leader. Um, she really does have a vision for where MSAE is going, and, and we talk about that. We talk a little bit about a specific initiative they have underway called Third Thought, and in general, you know, whether you're a CEO uh, or, or an aspiring CEO or just you know someone who really wants to take your organization to, to new places with your learning initiatives, Cheryl is somebody you definitely want to pay attention to. Well, that sounds great. Let's get on with the episode. Hey there, this is Jeff Cobb back with another episode of the Leading Learning Podcast, and I am very pleased today to be joined by Cheryl Ronk, who is the CEO of the Michigan Society of Association Executives, or MSAE, if you want the uh, acronym to go with that. So Cheryl, thanks so much for taking some time to talk today. No, you're very welcome, Jeff. Thank you for uh, allowing us to have this conversation. I'm excited about it. Well, I, I'm really excited to have you here because, I, I mean, we've only recently met each other, but I, you know, I found out right away that you're somebody who's very focused on learning, very focused on the role that uh, learning and education play and, and the value that uh, you provide as an organization. Um, so I, I definitely want to dig into that in this conversation. But, but first of all, maybe just tell us a little bit about um, MSAE, you know, who you serve, what you do for them, that sort of thing. Okay, great. Well, the Michigan Society of Association Executives is the association that uh, makes sure that there is a knowledgeable, professional, and successful association community. Now, for the most part, we take care of Michigan, and we want to make sure that the association community is robust here in the state so that it is supporting the economic development, um, the industries that are here um, employing uh, the, the professionals, throughout the state. Um, so we have a, a variety of, of different things in place to help support them uh, with that endeavor. And I, and I was you know, fortunate to be there when you were having your, your annual meeting and, and bringing those folks together. Um, and you know, it was a fantastic uh, event. Um, and I know, you know that at, at the, the center of that um, was just really 
you know, the, the learning that goes on when, when you do bring together all of those associations. I mean, can you, can you talk just a little bit about, um, you know, your vision for learning and, and how that fits into uh, the organization's overall value proposition? Yeah, I, I'd be pleased to. And I, I will say that this was something that the members saw the need to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it changed MSAE quite a while ago. So one of the great things uh, about the environment here within our organization is we allow members to come in and create. Um, I've got a great team. I work here with uh, eight other individuals. But our mantra has always been to allow the members to create the things that they need or the visions that they see. So I will tell you that when I first walked in here some 20-some years ago, we were the type of organization, I call it a container program, where the first Friday of the month we would have a program in Detroit, a lunch program, and the third Friday of the month we would have a lunch program in Lansing. Mm -hmm. For those of you that know Michigan, those are the two um, larger uh, association uh, hubs. But there was no thought to what was being presented. Not that we had bad presenters, we had excellent presenters, but there was no thought given to where are people in their career, mm-hmm. what is the type of information. It was more the whole social element and the connection piece. Mm-hmm. I had a group of members who came together and decided we needed a professional development plan. So this would have been around 1998 um, that we developed a professional development plan of looking at what we would offer based on what level it, people were in their profession, whether they were the chief staff executive, whether they were a staff specialist, whether they were a board member, or whether they were support staff. Mm. And so we made sure that we had programs for all levels. Well, then we started to look at it that not only are you at a different level within your title or the position, the hat that you wear, but there's also different time periods in your career. So you could be that you're new, it could be that you're emerging, it could be that you're in that dynamic stage, or it could be at the point where you're trying to leave your legacy. So MSAE has taken this quadrant, if you see, or the the grid of where people, what type of position they have, and where are they in their career stages, and made sure that we have programs to service those various needs. And that revolutionized who we are and what we do for our members. So as a result, we have a host of programs. One of them that's coming right around the corner is our Hall of Fame, and I will admit that that was something because when we looked at the the whole spectrum, we had nothing for those people that were leaving a legacy. Mm. So the Hall of Fame, in fact, the people are being announced today to our members, they're going to be recognized in September, um, is that these are the people who have made their mark. This is the excellence that everyone else should strive to to have in their career by looking at these three. And and from those three, we will spend time this fall extracting from them what made a difference in their career, and now that they look back, what were some of the most significant things um, that they did? So you're, um, really, you're really taking the, the notion of lifelong seriously, then, and kind of providing uh-huh. people we, a, a roadmap and a way to reflect, and that's good. Yeah, uh-huh. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Now, I have to admit, Jeff, this was not something that was my brainchild. It was, um, it was the members seeing it, but they, fortunately, they've allowed me to create um, and, and how do we do it um, so that MSAE has at least one program every single week. 
Wow. In some capacity for our members, yeah. Um, and some of them are roundtables. So, for example, all the chief financial officers mm-hmm. get together, um, I think it's six times a year. We have um, software user groups. So the, there's an IMUS program that's uh, a software program in the association um, membership capacity within associations. The IMUS user group, I know, is getting together here next week. So it's looking at what groups, and they could be small. I have some CEO circles um, where, for example, I have one that's all the largest associations. And those CEOs get together six times a year with a professional um, business turnaround specialist. And, yeah, and then they chat and they talk and they create their agenda. Now, does it, I mean, does it, does it ever get messy? Does it ever get to be too much to manage? And, and how, do you, how do you deal with that uh, when you've got all, all of that you know, going on that you have going on? You know what? We make mistakes. I, I will admit, uh, today we had to make a call. We have double sold something. Mm. Um, yes, and are those hard? Yes. I, as, the, man, as, as the, the leader here, have to make decisions. Are we going, are we going to be innovative? And are we going to try new things? And are we going to make errors once in a while? Or are we going to sit back and make sure everything is safe and perfect mm-hmm. and maybe be slower? And I go back and forth a little bit on that, but I'm more of the type of gal that will say, let's do it, let's try it. And we ask people for patience um, because we do. We, we, I, I've had two customers I've had to talk to this week where things weren't what we ideally wanted to do. Um, um, but I, I was making those calls on behalf of that we're moving fast rather than in any way explaining to someone, I'm sorry, for example, that you don't want to be a member anymore because we're moving too slow. Right, right. So, I, and it is, I, I have never found the perfect road um, where I have to, um, where I don't have either problem. Right, right. And so for me, now, I try and not take it too far over the, the hump where my staff start um, going bug eye on me, <laughs> um, but we uh, we do we do do a lot, and and we try and be very innovative. And now I, I know one of the areas that you're you're doing more and more with trying to innovate in is the use of technology. And I, and I you know one of the things that struck me when I was there um, that I'd not heard of before was your third thought um, initiative. Yes. Can can you talk a little bit about how technology is impacting what you're doing, and and, and specifically you know what third thought is and where you're going with that? Yes, I'd be pleased to. Now, I have to tell you, um, you know, everything sort of leads up to another thing. Mm. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back you up a little bit and tell you about something that has made a significant impact on MSAE. So I've told you about this grid and, and really embracing learning. As a result, there is certification in the industry. The Certified Association Executive, the CAE, mm-hmm. is something that the American Society of Association Executives does a great job on credentialing. But we, and, and many of the states were offering programs where current certified individuals were teaching the people who wanted to become certified. And I had the opportunity to have a woman in the state of Michigan who wanted to help people um, as a full-time instructor in the class. And it was just the time when we were starting to see online learning. The American Institute of Paralegal Studies was headquartered here in Southfield, Michigan. They were starting to do paralegal uh, um, training Mm -hmm. online. 
and they allowed me to rent space on their platform on a per head basis. Uh, so I'm like, yes, I, I want to share that story because it made it so cost effective. Yeah, yeah. What I had to do was boost the registration fee to cover that cost, and we put it online. We've been doing this now for 20 years. Wow. MSAE has created more CAEs than anyone else in the world. We have been preparing a third of all the CAEs. In fact, this spring we had a gal from Spain. Um, and we have created about a quarter of all the CAEs that are in existence today. So you are an international learning organization then? Uh-huh. We are in this one area. In this one area. Wow. And, and we've never wanted to, um, you know, step on anyone else's toes because I honor that there is a Tennessee society and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 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 a Kansas City society and, and whatever. Um, but by looking at that and seeing the resources that we've created for them, um, we started to analyze what, you know, how do we utilize this? How do we, how do we freshen things up? Um, so we put together a new professional development uh, task force that looked at, at our model and what we were doing, and they came up with what we are branding third thought. It is the materials, the top 100 things, that we believe you have to know to be a successful association executive. And by codifying that, we are now linking resources to it. So the aha moment for me was, you know, my parents, when they got out of college, said this is what they're going to do. And for the most part, that's what they did for their career. And I look at my generation, and, you know, I would say I'm an association executive, and I've worked in three different associations, but my profession is the same. I look at my children, and they have a skill set, and they are moving that skill set, not only within different professions, but within different types of companies. Mm -hmm. And as people do that, I'm a firm believer that it will be the association community Mm -hmm. that that will come to the helm and say, this is what you need to know. If you're moving, so you're, you're really great at marketing. Well, you've been marketing um, maybe for a car dealer, and you know all about that. But now we're going to have you marketing maybe for a museum that has old-fashioned cars in it. So now you need to know about the museum industry. You will go to that association to learn what you need to know. Hmm. Um, there's, there's so, I know people can go and Google stuff here and there, but there's not all... Um, quality information on on a search engine anymore. So the associations, in my opinion, will become the libraries. They will be the source for what you have to know when you are moving into this industry. And we're going to have to make it so that people can get the information quickly and at their own convenience. When, and, and that's so what, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. and, and I want to come back and, and, and talk about what you're doing specifically a little bit more, but um, you've kind of broadened out into the association sector there, which is, you know, something I like to, to think and talk about a lot. Uh, I mean, you're obviously, you know, uh, moving rapidly, innovative, you know, uh, you, you see this, this is your vision. Do you, you know, do you think associations in, in general, when you look around, um, you know, and whether it's other state societies or whether it's just, you know, any association, are organizations moving fast enough? Do you think enough leaders recognize what you're recognizing and are, and are making, you know, the, the choices that they need to right now to, uh, to, to, to lead uh, lifelong learning in the way that you are? I don't know that everyone's there, but that is why MSAE is doing what we're doing mm. so that we can showcase. 
and and we're we're sort of um, uh, trying to make sure that we're cutting the path so that it will be easier for people to be able to do it. Um, so there, we've we've had some stumbles as we've been doing this. You know, there's been some things where I'm going, oh my gosh, why did we do it that way? But what we are doing is is really outlining how we're doing it so that it can be somewhat of a turnkey process for others to be able to do it. Um, So we are in year three. We are now at the point where we are... um, This is year three of third thought, is it? Of third thought, and we are at the point where the self-assessment is done. It's Mm -hmm. right online at www.msae.org. We'll take you there, and you can do it at any time. Um, it doesn't matter whether you're a volunteer or paid staff on an association, it's free. You can go and, and look. And then what we've been doing is tie, tying resources to it. So, you know, one of them is antitrust. And if you're in the association world, you have to know what antitrust is because it could get you into uh, legal hot water if you right. don't. Right. And so if you don't know what antitrust is, we've put right on there three uh, resources. They're either podcasts or they're articles. Um, I have a radio show. It could be a link to my radio show so that you can get a sense of what antitrust is. Then if you want to sample antitrust policy, that's for our members only. Mm. So if someone really needs that, join MSAE. We'll give you a sample antitrust policy. Now we've even gone to what we're calling the premium level. And if you need someone to write your antitrust policy, we, we have attorneys we have HR specialists that we've made partnerships with. We can link that right in. We can tell you what a flat fee would be for it. And here you go. Someone will write your antitrust policy. So that's where we're taking that library um, is to um, the, 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 the solution place for people at different stages in their careers. And I, and I love that you really are meeting the need that people have when they have it. So it's not just about, you know, come and take a course. Um, it may be, you know, something that's much briefer. It may be a resource document, like you're saying. I'm sure there are ways that they can connect with others and, and, and get advice as well. So really think about learning holistically and not just about, you know, formalized right. educational experiences, even though you're, you know, providing right. an overall framework. That, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So, Jeff, I do believe that associations will rise to the helm. They will be the places where people will go to get what they they need to know. And here's why. Because associations are the only place where once you are in a career or profession that you can find out what are the best practices Mm -hmm. and you can stay current. Mm -hmm. uh, um, That's the only place where, where it currently exists. So, I mean, if you had to give advice to another leader, because, um, I mean, you're saying, you know, all of this bubbled up from your, your members and you've, you've been able to embrace it. But I know, you know, you had to provide some vision and some leadership around this as well to, to bring people forward and, you know, get everybody on the same page, so to speak. If, if you're talking to a leader at, a, at another organization that's not where you are yet, that, that's struggling, and, and you're saying, you know, how do I bring my board along? How do I bring my members along? How do I bring my staff along to to get? get to this new vision of learning and, and, and really effectively implement it. I mean, what, what kind of advice would you, would you give to somebody? I would say the very most important thing is to make sure that you have thought leaders. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and I'm key on that. They're thought leaders who see the value of the association. I don't care what title they, they have, whether they're a past president, but people who see the value of collectively being together 
keep them engaged and allow them to talk to you, Mm -hmm. to share ideas. Even if it comes across as criticism, take it as constructive criticism. Take it as advice. Take it as what a coach would say to someone who needs that improvement. Mm -hmm. Let them tell you the what, and then as an exec, start figuring out the how. Use your your staff and your committees as resources. But figure out how. The one great thing about the association world is you're never out on a limb by yourself. Even if you're a single part-time staff person for an association, your roster of your members is your asset. It's your best asset. Now, ideally, you want to get thought leaders on your board because that board then will be innovative and they will support you when you stumble. If you're going to be innovative, not everything's always going to work out okay. Um, so you need a board that will understand that, will understand um, your level of, of risk tolerance, um, because sometimes some of these things take some money, and especially when you're talking about the technology stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, some of that takes money to be able to do what you want to do. And uh, if you can look at where you can do collaboration, what's the most important? So if you do something that they say, this will really make a difference, for our industry, and you start creating that faith that you are a problem solver, they will continue to bring problems to you. And then you continually, it's not you solving them. Mm-hmm. It is you allowing the industry to solve them. Yeah. Then I, I think the association community will be here forever and ever. I think that's a great perspective that, um, I mean, in some ways it sounds like a burden, but it's not really that, that you are open to the problems coming to you. But then, as you're saying, you don't have to solve them all. You're just you're providing, you know, the, the, the ways that they can uh, be solved by people coming together around them. So I think that's a fantastic yep. perspective. Yep. How, about, how about you personally? I mean, I'm, I'm a sh- I know, you know, just <laughs> hearing you talk um, and, and your vision that you are probably an avid you know, lifelong learner yourself. Um, I mean, where do, where do you... Where do you look for inspiration? What are some of your own learning habits that kind of keep you up to speed and keep you energized? Yeah, thank you. That's a great question. Um, I love learning from the members. Mm. Um, so every time I have an opportunity on a phone call to learn, I try and do so. Um, I am a, a, an avid reader. I um, um, take vacations. I do take vacations. Um, I know that there are some execs who feel they can't. For me, taking that break, and I love reading. So books are uh, a big part of of what I do. In fact, that's really how you and I connected. If someone gave me your book, and it was sitting here, some very smart person, I'm sure. Yes, someone very, (laughs) very very smart gave me your book, and uh, and so that's really how I how I initially met you. And um, so I, I'm always reading at what's out there, what's new. And then I, I find that reading, so for example, I, I read Better Homes and Gardens, and I also read Rolling Stone, and I read Time Magazine. Um, because the more that you read from different perspectives, the more it'll, a Wired Magazine I love, it will give you a sense of different perspectives. And all of those perspectives have content that can help you understand what you can do for your organization. So, yes, I love associations, but I can't learn only from other association executives right. is where I'm going. Right, right. I need to see what's happening in different fields. One of my favorite stories 
is about uh, the gentleman, I think it was the executive director of UPS, um, was in Las Vegas um, for an extra night after a, a meeting that he had. And it just happened that the grocers, the National Grocers Association trade show was there in Vegas. So he bought a ticket and walked through. And what they were showcasing at that point in time was barcoding. Mm. Now, yes, yeah, so the barcoders had thought about, well, this will help grocery stores. You know what the UPS exec did with barcoding. Yeah. So if we just stay in our own in our own silos, we will only have that grain. We need to walk the field. You need to see what else is happening out there. You need to be able to understand how those other technologies, even though they may be focused in a different segment, may impact your segment as well. Um, and I love having the opportunity to do that whenever I can. So when, for example, um, we are helping the Terrazzo and Mosaic Association, and I have the opportunity next week to wear a hard hat and a vest and go watch them lay a terrazzo floor. Hmm. Now, that's part of my lifelong learning. And I know here on the staff they're thinking, oh, this is kind of a field trip, this is kind of a junket. <laughs> no, I want to see how that team works in laying that terrazzo floor. I want to see how other industries do what they do, because that will help me with how I interact with my team and with my committees. So to me, every single opportunity is something that I can learn from. I, I could not agree more. I'm a big fan of always be learning, and I think this has uh, certainly been a, a learning conversation here. Uh, these these inter interviews always are. I find I, I get to learn so much by doing this. Before we um, wrap up, though, I, I want to make sure that people do know where to find um, MSAE, and, and also to the extent you're open to it, if, if there's a good way to connect with you if they have questions. So how, how, can, how can folks best do that? Yep. Well, uh, we've got a, a website that's going through a reinvention, right. so bear with us in that I know it looks old today, um, but in a month it will look fresh and new, and it's www.msae.org. Uh, feel free to go and peruse that. That has the... Uh, the third thought piece is right there on the on the home page. And then you can email me. I'm Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L, at msae.org. Now, I get about 370 emails a day, and I can't get back to all of them. So here's the, here's the trick. I've got a couple secrets if you really want to talk to me. Right. I'm one of those gals who usually works after hours. And you can call us at 517-332-6723. And if you call after hours, chances are I'm the gal who's answering the phone. But if you call during the time, um, they will schedule a call um, during my work hours. Or if you haven't gotten a response, send it to info at msae.org. I've got a great assistant, and Caitlin will, uh, will help make sure that I'm getting what you need. And I'm, I'm here to help anyone. I really believe that um, the association future is bright. All right. Well, there you have it uh, from the Leading Learning Podcast, the inside scoop on how to connect with Cheryl Ronk. Cheryl, thanks so much for, for taking the time to talk today. You're welcome. Thanks for including me. That wraps up Jeff's interview with Cheryl Ronk. To get show notes for this episode, just go to leadinglearning.com slash episode two. And while you're there, There'll be various options for subscribing to the podcast, and we really uh, encourage you to do that. If you're getting value out of the podcast, we would really be grateful if you would subscribe. We'd also be grateful if you'd take just a minute to give us a rating on iTunes. You can do that at leadinglearning.com slash iTunes. Uh, it does make a, a really big difference in making sure that others can find the podcast. 
And, and finally, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you would tell others about the podcast. You can send out a tweet to do that just by going to leadinglearning.com slash share, and that will automatically pop up a, a tweet with some language already in there that you can just send out. Or if tweeting isn't what you like to do, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever your social network of preference is, and, and you can send it out on all of them. We'd certainly appreciate that. But we'd be very grateful if you would share the podcast with others in your network. So thanks again, and until next time on the Leading Learning Podcast.